On today's episode of Real Life Pharmacology, I'm going to cover aminoglycosides. These are agents that are utilized in the management of bacterial infections. We'll talk about mechanism of action, side effect, monitoring parameters, as well as the importance of drug concentrations and how those are important in clinical practice. Need to check out reallifepharmacology.com. I've got a free giveaway, 100-question practice exam, a unique resource for pharmacists, nurses, med students that can definitely help you uh, understand and appreciate and challenge your uh, pharmacology skills. Today I'm going to talk about aminoglycoside antibiotics. And the two classic examples that um, I always see, I always hear of being utilized are uh, gentamicin and tobramycin. The mechanism of action uh, with use of these antibiotics is that they block bacterial protein synthesis and therefore ultimately prevent uh, growth replication of the uh, bacteria. They bind to the 30S and 50S subunits within the, the bacteria. And like I mentioned, it blocks uh, that protein synthesis. Common uses that you'll see aminoglycosides used for, uh, these are very effective at covering gram-negative bacteria. So bacteria like E. coli, Klebsiella, and uh, other bacteria along those lines. Another bacteria that can be really, really difficult to treat that aminoglycosides can help with is Pseudomonas. Pseudomonas can be very resistant and be a, a potential hospital or healthcare-associated infection. And aminoglycosides do give us another tool in the toolkit uh, to try to uh, help manage these infections when many other antibiotics uh, the bacteria may be resistant to. So definitely uh, remember that it can be utilized for pseudomonas. UTIs, urinary tract infections, is probably the most common setting I see them utilized in. Uh, sepsis, they can certainly also be utilized if we know that it's due to a uh, gram-negative agent. Uh, rarely you may see them used for skin infections. Uh, keep in mind there also is um, eye uh, preparations available, so you may, may see them for uh, eye infections as well. Now, memorable side effects. The first thing that, that comes to my mind is ototoxicity or Difficulty hearing, changes in hearing, and, and hearing loss. Very unique, very rare to aminoglycosides. And if you ever hear of a patient having difficulty with hearing or having hearing loss due to drug toxicity, aminoglycosides are one of the first classes I think of. Another potential uh, concern or thing that we need to monitor with aminoglycosides is kidney impairment. So you will see creatinine, BUN. We're going to monitor those labs to make sure that the, that kidney function isn't getting worse and isn't impacted there. So it's one of those 
classic uh, nephrotoxic medications or kidney toxic medications. Monitoring drug levels is something we also do with the aminoglycosides. And this is done to um, primarily help with uh, preventing toxicity as well as uh, ensuring adequate drug concentrations to uh, help manage and treat that infection. In most situations, what we'll do is we'll monitor a trough concentration, which is the lower end of the, the level there. And that target's going to typically be 2 micrograms per mil. So we'll want that trough target to be less than that um, within our, our dosing interval. Aminoglycosides are concentration-dependent killers. So that means that they have to achieve a certain level, which kind of makes sense as to why we... Uh, look at drug concentrations with the aminoglycosides and monitor that. So again, they need to get to a certain point, a certain drug level uh, to uh, help knock off those bacteria. The more severe the infection is, the generally the, the greater the higher level um, target is what we're going to look at. So Maybe, for example, in a urinary tract infection, that's maybe not too severe, but we don't have other great options, and we're going to use an aminoglycoside. Maybe we, you know, target more around the 6 range for our peak concentration to treat that infection. Uh, if we're in a very severe situation with sepsis, you know, maybe we target closer to 8 to 10 for our peak concentration. So again, just kind of summing up uh, the drug levels and, and why we do it, the trough, we generally do to try to prevent those toxicities, ototoxicity, nephrotoxicity, which ototoxicity is generally considered irreversible. Uh, nephrotoxicity um, can be reversible that way or thought of as that way. The peak concentration, that's done more along the lines for efficacy and treating the infection, making sure we're getting adequate concentrations to manage that infection. With the trough concentrations, if we get consistently higher concentrations, we may be more at risk for some of those toxicities I talked about. So ototoxicity uh, as well as um, renal impairment or kidney toxicity. With prolonged use, we may be at, at more risk of toxicity. So, again, kidney impairment, ototoxicity. Uh, other potential adverse effects, you may see uh, CNS changes, you know, maybe confusion, maybe sedation. Uh, st stomach upset, diarrhea can happen with these agents as well. Uh, gentamicin, tobramycin are, are given IV typically. Uh, so that's uh, an important thing to remember as far as if we're treating somebody on an outpatient basis and we're looking for an oral option, these agents aren't uh, available that way. So that's uh, a challenge with utilizing these as well as uh, some of the, the toxicities. Now kind of thinking about pharmacokinetics, I kind of talked about the trough concentration with peaks 
in aminoglycoside administration, you may see uh, peaks drawn, but typically um, in pharmacokinetics, peaks are drawn 30 minutes uh, after the infusion is complete. So if we're giving a dose, we finish up the dose, and then 30 minutes afterwards, we draw a level. That's going to be our, our peak concentration. And our trough concentration is always drawn right before the next dose, which makes sense. You know, if you think about it, the lowest concentration of drug as the, the body eliminates drug will be right before the next dose is given. Whether you're a nurse practitioner, nurse, pharmacist, pharmacy student, med student, meded101.com has a growing list of great resources to help with board exam preparation as well as becoming better at medication management and pharmacology. meded101.com slash store is a fantastic resource you need to, to check out. Again, meded101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E.